0: What's up, Jets fans, and welcome to a bittersweet episode of Jet Nation Live. We are your hosts, Dylan Terriman and Glenn Naughton. Glenn, that makes it four in a row. Um, The Jets are learning how to win despite a pretty explosive uh, trade request that came down midweek from one of their better offensive players. And then two or three major offensive injuries on top of that during the game. Which we'll get into um, severe injuries that are going to cost the Jets for the season, but they're learning how to win anyway, and I think that's the most important thing. They keep it going undefeated in October, have one more chance to sweep, and it, it feels good despite all the the bittersweetness of losing our good players. So, how do you feel coming out of it, despite everything?
1: Well, you know, um, if you look at um, the way I what I have on my my Twitter bio, Dylan the um, I can't be held accountable for anything I say within 48 hours of a Jets game or major news. Cause I, I lose my mind. I get yep. so mad when stuff like this happens. Um, I was like all fans, I was devastated with the Brees hall injury only compounded by the AVT news. Um, but I mean, I it's, there's no way around it. It's it, it sucks. I'm not going to sit here and try to sugarcoat it. It's, it's a devastating injury, especially when you look at how much Brees hall has meant to this offense um, I mean, he has been the offense if we're if we're being realistic. um so it as it, devastating as it was. I think the the reason why I'm still feeling all right about this season, obviously not as good, obviously. um, but I'm still feeling okay because i and I think this should be an entirely uh, different conversation. i I think we have to talk about like how good is this defense okay. like are, are we or like and listen, I'm I'm gonna be honest for the Jet, you know, for the people who don't like the Jets and their they're you know, oh well they played this quarterback and that quarterback, like whether we like it or not, there is some credibility to that. Like you beat Aaron Rodgers, but we saw last week, he's not the old Aaron Rodgers. Whether it's him or the offense, whatever it is, this isn't the old 38 points a game Packers. Right. So the Jets, whether we again, whether we want to admit it or not, they've caught some breaks. They haven't really faced a top level quarterback. With legitimate weapons. So that's why, like, I know we're going to talk about the pass this week. But I'm kind of, and I'm not, like, talking trash predicting a win. But I'm kind of looking forward to the Buffalo game. That, to me, is going to be a really good measuring test. Like, even if they're competitive in that game, that's fantastic. If they go in there and they lose 42-10, to then it's like, okay, were were we overhyping ourselves? And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I I do believe these corners are good enough. You know, with be obviously there's other key players on on the roster, on the defensive side of the ball. It's this secondary that I think is gonna allow them to keep games close every single week. So that's when it's gonna kind of gonna come down to the offense, and that's why losing Brees Hall is devastating. And that's why Zach Wilson's gonna be under the microscope now. And I can't Dylan, did I say to you I know I said to someone because I spend way too much time talking about this damn team. I'm on the podcast, I'm off the podcast, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm looking for someone to talk to about the Jets.
0: Yep.
1: Um but um what the hell? I, I lost my train of thought now because I rambled. Um, oh, with Zach Wilson, that that I felt like even though they were winning, and this this is pre Brees injury, I felt like Zach was kind of skating by because they were winning. Like Mm -hmm. the way he was playing, if they were losing these games, he would be getting the fans would be going crazy. But as they say, winning cures everything. But you watch him play, and I, you know, we'll get into it. I get the the O line and the weapons and blah 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 blah. But he hasn't been that good. No matter how you slice it, um, he hasn't been terrible. But I feel like now with Brees gone, he's, these free passes are gone now. Now, te- now fans are going to look at him as like you got to be the guy now. You got to start carrying us. No more this hundred and twenty yards and no touchdowns every week. Like we got to see. some he's got one touchdown in a month. And I, I tweeted out, and people are like, "Well, oh, why do you hate him?" I'm like, the dude is literally on pace to throw four touchdowns, and yeah. and you're acting like you're acting like that shouldn't make me go, ooh, oh, wow, wh- that that's not ideal. Like and just that. And people are like, Oh, you want a jet you want the Jets to lose. No, like the guy is on pace to throw four touchdowns this year. Um so he doesn't he doesn't have Brees Hall to lean on anymore. He's gonna be under the microscope.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um last week, I believe it was last week, we talked about not having to win in spite of your quarterback and I don't want to say we're in that territory but when you say those stats and look at his box scores and you watch him just play to play and the heart attack on legs that he truly is back there and that's offensive line too it's tough because he he has the ability and we've seen that and especially last year down the stretch but he just doesn't look comfortable again in the pocket and Starting with the first play, it was it was a little rough, missing open players in a clean, po- uh, clean pocket, excuse me. But, but back to your other point, I don't want to sound redundant when I say this, but every week has almost been like the toughest challenge for the Jets going forward since, I want to say, Miami. Miami was the first divisional game. We needed to get the monkey off our back in terms of divisional wins. Uh, then Green Bay was, okay, now we have a true quarterback test in Aaron Rodgers. We cleaned up there. Uh, Then it was, oh, Aaron Rodgers isn't the MVP. I get it. And then last week against Denver, obviously you have a third string quarterback or second string quarterback again. But the Jets, again, take care of business. So this test against New England isn't the toughest test they'll have this year. And I agree next week against Buffalo will be. But this is the toughest test to date because it's a completely different defense than I think we've seen maybe since like a Baltimore type defense, they play a lot of men, a lot of blitzing. So it's a different team. And I think it's going to be a true test and we're actually going to have to see Zach Wilson, you know, win it for us, but you know, we don't want to put the entire show uh, before the the intro even gets out. So we gotta, we gotta take it in order, but we're going to go injury report. We're going to talk about trade deadline tonight. There was a, a move already made and a potential move or moves to be made still before the November 1st deadline. We're going to talk about the Broncos, obviously offensively, defensively, probably stay more on the defense because that was the the shiner, the, the big moment for the defense was uh, this game. And then we'll, we'll preview the Pats. And if we have time at the end, we'll get into our draft stuff as usual. Uh, I'll be honest uh, up front. I have not been as in tune with the draft stuff during this four game win streak, obviously, because we've been winning. I still have plenty of players, plenty of notes to bring up. So I'm, I'm still excited for it. But I have not been as in tune as I want to be, but then again, I'd rather the jets be better than be looking at prospects by Halloween weekend. So first we're going to jump in. I labeled this one injury bug because it is unfortunate. The offense did catch an injury bug in this game. Elijah Vera Tucker came out with, I believe it was reported as a shoulder injury. It later turned into a tricep injury. It's torn. That will be the whole season. Um, I believe Willie Colon said on the the SNY podcast uh, post game that he suffered a torn tricep and he was able to make it back. I don't know if he was, you know, casting shade at AVT, but I think for everything AVT has done for this team already this season, the last thing I want him to do is to come back prematurely from an injury and risk further damage to our best offensive, if not best player on the team. Uh, You mentioned it, Brees Hall, he's done for the year. Um, when he got hit, I thought it was a head injury. I thought they were gonna get him for that new concussion protocol. I had no idea that it was his knee until I saw him limping off and then taking the cart to the locker room. Uh super upsetting moment. Um, he was clearly gonna be in contention, if not the the front runner for offensive rookie of the year. I know there were some yeah. other rookies competing with him, but he was the guy. And the last four weeks specifically, he's just taken off to a new level. So unfortunately, yep. he's done with an ACL tear. And then it wasn't done from there. Corey Davis got a knee injury. We haven't uh, heard completely yet. If he will play or not, I think he's trending towards playing from what I've heard. And then the other injury was John Franklin Myers. He had a right knee injury. He hobbled off, but was okay to return. I'm not sure if he did because the injury was late in the game. So of those injuries, obviously there was a pivot point. Um, And the, the first pivot getting into the trade deadline stuff was James Robinson, um, I'm going to kick it to you first for your reaction to the James Robinson trade. I know it happened a couple of days ago and we, I thought we were going to hop on a pod. I was going to hit you up and ask if you wanted to, but it, it was only the one move and it came at a weird time, um, with the time difference between us. Yeah. So what were your initial thoughts from the James Robinson trade?
1: Uh, listen, I liked it. You know, as we discussed before we went on the air, I, I kind of, w- when the injury happened, I, I started scrambling sort of thinking who, who could they target here? Because you felt like a move was imminent. Um, And that, you know, that was the, I actually saw people Dylan and, and I don't, I don't want to say people are dumb or I don't want to insult anyone, but, but I, I saw people like getting mad at the idea of a trade saying, you know, let's see what Bam Knight can do. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself like this, this isn't the last few years when the Jets are two and five or two and six or one and seven at this point, like they're a playoff contender right now. And. You don't at that point hand the season off. Somebody said to me, "Uh, you know, Bam Knight is a similar running style to Brees Hall, yeah, and that they both run forward with a football in their hands. Like that's about it. That's Correct. where it ends. Right? Like Brees Hall is, and I don't mean this. Uh, listen, I like Bam Knight. You can check my my Twitter. I before the draft, I said the Jets should consider this guy as a day three pick. I mm-hmm. like him, um, but he is not in Brees Hall's class. Like no. Brees Hall has been a monster. Um, Bam Knight's a nice player, but The the deal, you know, Robinson was one of the names I kind of came up with. And and I said to you, I I heard a day or two or maybe even earlier in the day um, about how Jacksonville, like officially Travis Etienne was the number one guy. Robinson was going to be the backup. Um, And I just thought to myself, oh, maybe maybe they'll end up trading this guy. And then a few hours later, Brees Hall gets hurt. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Well, here's an obvious target. So, I, you know, I, I listed him and two or three other guys as possible targets. Not not the same style as Brees Hall. Um, great, great lateral movement. You know, East-West, when when he's looking for a hole to open up, and when the hole opens up, he doesn't hesitate to hit it. So he is a guy who can make plays. He's got the career stats to back it up. You watch him on film, like I said, you, you see the quickness, the quick feet. I saw several plays where, you, you know, the play design was one way. Defense does a nice job of shutting it down. And the lateral movement, he's able to just, you know, a couple, couple of jump cuts, and he's he's off in another direction, picking yep. up 25 yards. So he, he brings a lot to the table. Doesn't have a ton of receptions, but from from the balls I saw him, you know, from the balls I saw him catch, he, he looked like he was shorthanded. You know, sometimes you get guys who can catch the ball, but they're just in an offense where they don't ask them to do it that often. So in terms of what you could possibly get on short notice to replace Brees Hall, like yeah. Joe Douglas couldn't have done much better. Um, You know, not a lot of teams are going to be looking to trade very talented players at this point. You have to find a team – like the Jaguars where they've got a talented guy who's moved down the depth chart and they're kind of already out of the playoff race. So there's only so many of those available. I love the move for that reason. Um, But yeah, Bam Knight, like I said, I like him, but Mm -hmm. saying, let's just go to Bam Knight now. And and Michael Carter, listen, I love Michael Carter, but he's not a 2025 carry a game guy. You look at his entire college career. I think he had 15 or more carries twice. Between his time in North Carolina and with the Jets. Like he is a seven to twelve carry a game guy, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the number of people who I saw saying, let let MC be your featured back and Bam Knight your backup. No. Let let MC get his seven to twelve carries and then bring someone else in who can get your sort of, you know, around 15 carries and either Bam Knight or, or or you know, Ty Johnson, whoever is your third guy. But um, I like the move. Didn't like the idea of MC two or uh, M- being a, a, a number one back and definitely not Bam Knight, who, again, I like, but he just doesn't have a near the explosion uh, that Brees Hall has. He's not going to flip the field the way Brees Hall could.
0: Yeah, I don't think that there's many um, running backs, especially running backs that are available in going into week 8 of the NFL season that can break away quite like Brees Hall can do. I think um James Robinson does a lot of things that complement Mike uh, Michael Carter well. Um but the full the full terms of the trade, the Jets are going to send a conditional sixth to de- to Jacksonville, excuse me, for Robinson. That sixth becomes a fifth rounder if Robinson eclipses 260 yards for the rest of the season putting him at 600 total yards for the season. Um Ultimately, I like the move just as much as you. I think you can never, like I just said, you can't replace Brees Hall one for one. But the quick pivot when you're five and two, Joe Douglas, looking at this team, looking at the remaining schedule, and you say, hey, it's not going to be perfect, but we need to rely on this run game. He's not going to be the bell cow. I think it's probably gonna be a 50-50 split between Michael yeah, Carter and probably him.
1: probably 10-12 carries each.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there was a stat that somebody put out, I believe it was um, a Jags beat writer, and it said the the Jaguars were two and when Robinson had 12 or more carries and they're 0 and five when Robinson had eleven or less carries. So yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the Jerry Jones. Well if we hand it to him twenty five times we're gonna win the game. Um right. but but that's the formula and I think the Jets know that they have more running opportunities so to speak for just Michael Carter and for Ty Johnson and Bam because they're good players but they're not they're not even James Robinson cal- caliber players. James Robinson yeah. has already had a 1000 yards under his belt as an undrafted yep. free agent in 2020. Rookie, yep. Um 7 touchdowns in that season as well, adding almost 50 catches in that season as well. So you you said it he doesn't have all the pass game uh, usage but it's there in sprinkles um I love this stat he's averaging four and a half
1: Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's
0: my little escape
1: now Judy's the life of the party
0: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy Judy. <laughs>